Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money, you're getting so much better at that. I'm I mean, getting, you were really good to start, but like... It's been a while, you know, I had, to, I had to really come come. What's the last time we were on together? I don't know. I've, I haven't been on for like at least a month. Ah, Skywalker, missed you, have I? You and Quinn have been killing it, though. We've had have some we? really good episodes lately. It's good. Our How last episode was a doozy. Yeah? We, we went into all kinds of math. That was That was a lot. That was complicated. My brain hurts. <laughs> that was a lot of things we covered. How? Uh, let's see. We're a th- what a quarter of the year through the quarter of the year through the year. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, quarter way sure. through the year. Yeah. Uh huh. How about that? Told you my brain hurt. <laughs> Not going to make any sense today. How are your goals for the year going? They're going really well. I have a lot of different things going on. Personal life. You know, obviously, business has been kind of crazy. Wait, what's going on in your personal life? Do people know? So people might not know. Um, They well, they I know they don't know for the most part. Is it a secret? Well, I hope. uh, I'm trying to think when this episode comes out. Sure, I'll just say she's not going to listen anyways. (laughs) I will be getting engaged probably. I'm not yet, but I will be getting engaged very shortly. Bravo! Um, So yeah, does she know? I mean. Yeah, I think she has a hunch. She okay. doesn't know when, but I think she definitely has a hunch. Could be tomorrow, Hannah. Could be <laughs> a year from now. Who knows? Yeah, and if she listens to this episode and I haven't done it yet, I'm probably dead, but that's okay. She'll probably be like, when are you doing this? Yes. Our significant others do not listen to us. No. When they don't have to. No. <laughs> Let's be real. They don't at all. Uh, well, one of the goals I had coming into this year was to uh, experiment with some different things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, quasi-controversial in the DIY money land, I am testing out some of the various different budgeting softwares this year. I just want to tell you good luck. We're all counting on you. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I, for the first time this week, downloaded YNAB. That's how the cool kids call it. Ooh, YNAB. Okay. You need a budget. Okay. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to use it. So interesting. Should be interesting. Is that one that like kind of tracks your credit card spending? Like you just spend stuff on your debit card, credit card, and it just uh, automatically uploads it? Or do you, you have, have stuff to... anywhere? Yeah, and then it like syncs with it, so okay. it like tracks and spends. Anyhow, we have a lot of financial planning clients that um, actually use it. Some of our, I wouldn't say it's exclusive to our younger crowd. Okay. Um, but tech kind of skews younger in general. Yeah, uh, and it is kind of more of a cloud-based solution. We also have. Um, various amount of folks that use things like Mint and Quicken and things like that. Not uh, we're not sponsored by any of those. You're and... saying not every person saves every single receipt they own. No, Quint not everybody does spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> a lot of actually people do do spreadsheets as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but one of the things you know, as a financial planner, it's nice to sort of see and experience some of these things that our clients are experiencing. So, if people have listened to the show for a while, they know that Quint and I have done. Um, we don't budget together. We have our own families, <laughs> but we both have utilized, uh, you know, spreadsheets historically, which is kind of odd um, that we just both happen to do that. And finally, I, I've seen a lot of people just using a lot more and more of the uh, technology solutions out there. Mm-hmm. And actually, we get asked about them a lot. 
And so, so uh, this year I kind of made a commitment. I'm actually going to try a couple of them over a series of months and, and just see uh, what really works well, what doesn't. Uh, the benefit is, is we all, I mean, we're budgeting for our family mm-hmm. and uh, my wife is not keen on spreadsheets. So hopefully she's not you listening to the show either. <laughs> I don't think she even knows where to find the podcast. And so what I'm interested in is as our kids are getting older and we just have more like random expense crap that comes up. And uh, if there's a good way that we can collaborate more in a way that suits her personality, because mm-hmm. she does not love sitting down and looking at a spreadsheet with me. Yeah. That well, might surprise you. To make sure but... that you both understand it. And... Yeah. So we're testing this one out first uh, and just seeing what it is. But yeah, cool. it's kind of controversial than the spreadsheet land that is DIY money. Yeah. Um, I What do you use? I use um, Spending Tracker, Spending which is Tracker. just an app. App on your on your phone. Yeah, so I literally, it, it's kind of like an Excel sheet. Basically, I just go in, and every time I spend something, I just press like the expense button, mm-hmm. type in what it is, how much it costs, and then okay. make like a little note, and then press enter, and that's easy, and then it just tracks it for the month. Gotcha. And I have my categories like already preset in there, so I just mm-hmm. put in what category it is. And then at the end of the month, you can export it, and I export it to my oh, Excel okay. sheet. So you still kind of use Excel. So I still have an Excel sheet for like my budget you could Mm -hmm. say but my actual tracking of my spending is on the app okay makes sense i'm not gonna lie if people uh think that me testing this out is a recommendation don't go there right away because i'm still in the (laughs) testing phase and i will say the onboarding process of YNAB uh, was a little clunky. Okay. Uh, and so maybe at some point I'll well, write an article. You or something on a software recommendation? That's like that's highbrow. Like you could be a you could be a software reviewer. Yeah, I do like technology and yeah softwares, but um, I'm going to hold off any okay. judgment or review for a little bit and see how it actually works in practice. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, and I same thing with spending tracker. I like it. It's okay. I mean, it's super simple. But yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Anyhow, we do have a good, quick question today. Uh, sorry for the long intro, uh, but I was actually excited to try something new because I've got like years and years and years of spreadsheets, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Let's get crazy. It's 2022. The world's changing. Well, let's get to our question uh, from Laura. Laura. D-I-Y. Hi, Quentin Daniel. Uh, my brother got me into your podcast about a year ago, and I've learned so much from listening. Thank you guys so much for the great content you put out. My name is Laura, and I am a music teacher on Long Island, New York, and I'm 27 years old. In addition to my pension, I began contributing to a 403B through my employer when I got hired. A few teacher friends of mine recommended opening up a Roth IRA in addition to my 403B. If I was listening correctly to your episode on this, withdrawing from a Roth IRA would be tax-free when I retire. My question is, would it be wise to open a Roth IRA or should I solely focus on contributing as much as I can into my 403B for my retirement? I do love that my 403B contributions are tax advantaged going in straight from my paycheck and I don't even have to see the money and be tempted to spend it prior to it being put away for me. In the name of organization and efficiency, I don't want to have multiple investment portfolios open unless there is an advantage to having both a Roth and a 403B. In that case, I would consider it. Thank you guys for any thoughts and advice you have on this subject. Cheers. 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 What do you say, Daniel? Quinn couldn't be here today, but he said shout out to Long Island. Yeah, I know. Quinn is <laughs> Quinn is pretty big, excited for the yeah, he New was, Yorkers. He, was pumped. he he didn't want to come in because he didn't want to try to name all the boroughs. Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> People who have binged will remember the episode where he flunked the Burroughs. Did he really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> For a New York guy. Shame. Anyhow, we won't beat him up too much. He's not here today. Uh, so what would you do in this situation? 403B plus Roth. Wait, do we need to get into practicalities first? So she's correct on the Roth, right? Put money in. It's already been taxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when so, she takes it out. Yeah, exactly. She will not pay tax in retirement. So for the Roth, it's already been, you know, she's already paid tax through her paycheck. And then she takes that money and then she can put it into, um, and then she can put it into uh, the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. She can contribute up to 6000 it sounds like, under age 50. Um, now, for me, this is really interesting what she was saying um, because she said she really likes the availability of the 403B because it just takes it right out of her paycheck. She doesn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just you know, basically go, goes out the door and, and then it's there. For me right now, I have the opportunity to contribute to a Roth IRA um, based on my income and stuff like that. But I just contribute extra over and above the amount of matching into my Roth 401k. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound like there's a Roth option for the 403b, but for, for myself, I like the fact that it just comes out of my paycheck. I don't have to worry about it. Kind of the psychology aspect of once that money's in my account, then I have to take it out and put it into another account. So for my um, my 401k, I just contribute extra to the Roth 401k um, in order to not contribute to the Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. But tell us a little bit more about, you know, actually utilizing the Roth component if she's not utilizing any of that right now. Yeah, so it sounds like Laura might not have a Roth option in her 403B. I would say the first piece of homework would be to ask your benefits department, HR, whatever it is that that manages the 403B, not manages it for you, but like coordinates it for you. Uh, If you have the option to do a Roth, you might have one, even if you just might not be aware of it right now. Um, So explore that. uh, And if there's not, ask them why. Um, But anyhow... But typically, we would see uh, Roth on the 401k side mm-hmm. um, as it is. Uh, and not knowing where she works, it's hard to know if she's able to set up a you know Roth option or anything like that. We're just going to assume that it's a 403b that's only tax-deferred, uh, which is actually a, p- a pretty standard scenario to run into, right? So if she wants to contribute any Roth or what would be called after-tax um, Dollars for the future, she then has to do that through an individual account. Sorry, an individual retirement account, a Roth IRA, uh, instead of in the employer plan. So she, she, very possible, she just has no other option if she wants to get money into a Roth than to do it on her own. And so, if that's the case, then that's the best route to do it. A lot of what goes into making that decision is the tax bracket that she's in now. So. Right. Uh, if she's in a, a very low tax bracket for any particular reason, either because her deductions are really high or her income is not that high, uh, et cetera, but she's in one of the bottom couple tax brackets, it may be very possible that she looks at her income and goes, boy, like I don't really need much more deductions now because my income now is going to be about the same as my income later or income later might be more, more. than my income now, et cetera. To, to where that she doesn't really need that tax deduction today and mm-hmm. she would rather not have taxes in the future. If that's the case, if she would rather uh, pay tax today, not have tax in the future, then getting it to the Roth, um, however she needs to do that, either through the employer plan, your 401k, 403b, or through doing it individually is great. However, you mentioned something very important. The psychology behind money coming out of your paycheck, going into an account, automatically being vested, 
in a totally frictionless way is hugely valuable for most people, like 80 to 90% of people, because there's friction to you get paid, it goes into your checking account. Then you have to go from your checking account into an investment account. Yes, there's ways to direct deposit into investment account. But for argument's sake, most warm-blooded humans are going to deposit in their checking account, then do a transaction into their mm-hmm. investment account. Once it gets into your investment account, unless you're using one of the like the robo-advisors or uh, a mutual fund company or something that automatically invests it for you, now once the cash is in the account, then you have to go in, add it to the investments, whatever it is. It doesn't sound like a lot, and honestly, it's not. Um, uh, you know, Something that we do with our personal accounts is something people do every day, but it's steps of friction. And anytime when it comes to psychology, uh, behavior, et cetera, that you can remove those steps of friction, uh, it's just kind of been shown anecdotally that over the long haul, things just go better because you can't forget, you can't make a choice on something. And it you just also goes can't try to. to time the market. I no. mean, a lot of people, whenever they have that chunk of money, the $6,000 that they're going to put into the Roth IRA this year, maybe they're waiting for a specific time to do that. And then mm-hmm. you get into the timing aspect, which we've talked about multiple times on this show is it's really not about timing it. It's more about the time that you're in the market. Um, and I also think that you don't have to consider it mutually exclusive. Like, okay, well then I'm going to stop contributing to my 403B because I'm going to contribute to my Roth. Make sure you're still getting that match that may be available in a 403B. Um, make sure you're still contributing, you know, whatever it is in there that you like to have just going straight out of your paycheck into those retirement accounts. We, a lot of the times recommend 10% that's going towards retirement accounts. Um, but then the leftover money that you can, you can still contribute to a Roth, even if you're doing a traditional method with your company plan. Yes. So long as you're on, yeah, under the income limits. Right. But, mm-hmm. Right. I, I think utilizing a Roth IRA is a great option, but, um, Using that company plan, if it's easier and you know that it's just going to come right out of your check, is is a great option too. Once you set that percentage and it just starts happening, yeah, it you don't you even don't think about the fact that like right. you don't have that money coming to you. And really, uh, for folks who are struggling to save, start out with a small percentage or start out with the match, and then just commit every January one. You're going to increase that by half a percent or a percent or something, and eventually uh, you just get used to. It. We talked about it on a recent episode, like you're your expenses or whatever, your finances expand to the space that you give them, things like that. I mean, if you limit that by just having payroll deductions, you'll be amazed at just how quickly that builds up. Hey, fellas. Got to tell you, I'm real proud of the job you did in there today. All right. Great question, Laura. Uh, we hope we help you answer that and, and kind of understand the differences between the two and then what your options are for it. Guys, the, the secret to wealth is really simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.